If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello and welcome to the week 17 edition of the All Angles Podcast, football betting podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. My name is Matt Brown and we are, I can't even believe this guy, how, how sad are you? I'm pretty sad. Week 17, at least there's week 18, used to be week 17 was it. Week 17 was the end of the season, at least we have week 18, but man, where did the season go? Where did it go? Watching teams like the Panthers and the Patriots and the Jets and all of that. We'll miss it though. Trust me. After March Madness, we'll be looking around. We'll be begging. We'd be begging for a Jets Panthers game. Well, let's get into it here. Kick things off on Saturday with the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. This is sitting. There's one rogue four and a half out there, but five, five, five and a half is the prevailing number here in favor of the Cowboys. This was at six and just got beat down, uh, went all the way to four, and then those buyback on the Cowboys. So now here we sit at five and a half. 52, 52 and a half is the total. I don't like the size. I was leaning towards the Lions at six, and then when that went away, I think that that's appropriate. So uh, nothing for me there, but the 52 and a half out there is fairly interesting to me on the under side of things. And yeah, I know these offenses can, can perform. But if you look like as much as we give the Lions 
defense crap. Like they've actually been decent. Not not like they have not been atrocious. And the Cowboys defense, I think we think they're better than they are, but they're they're pretty good as well. The thing is about this Cowboys defense, and one of the reasons why I do believe that we could be looking towards an under here is the Cowboys defense, specifically over the last half of the season and even more in the last month, has been very susceptible to the run. And I think when you look in the two-headed monster between Montgomery and Gibbs that the Lions have here might be the clearest path to victory. And with it being the clearest path to victory, I think we could look at the Lions trying to keep this thing, you know, on the ground, keep that clock running, take away some of the variants of, you know, a back and forth shootout. And then also one of the other things about this Cowboys defense is if you look, they've defended the perimeter fairly well, but what they've not done is cover the middle of the field. And so you got Amon Ross St. Brown who can certainly run out of the slot and get, catch some stuff over the middle, short, high percentage throws. Same with Sam Laporta. And so I just think we could see more of a methodical type Lions offense in this one. And like I said, the defense has been not terrible of late, which could actually throw a kink in what some of the Cowboys want to do. Now they have been susceptible to big plays and certainly out on the perimeter and CD lamb though, this, this prop number is wild. And I don't know if I have the guts to put it in my account, but man, it is 98 and a half, 99 and a half receiving on CD lamb. And just anytime we approach the hundred yard, I mean, it's just hard. Like I, you know, a, a good game in the NFL is eight catches, 90 yards. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that a guy had a bad game if he had seven for 90, six for not six for 86 or, you know, like 98 yard, 99 yards, hundred yards. is just a huge, huge game. Maybe in some sort of like same game parlay or something like that. That's the, the play for me in that one, Las Vegas Raiders and the Indianapolis Colts. This is out to three and a half in favor of the Colts. 42 and a half is your total. Flat three might be a Colts look, but I can't get there at three and a half. I do think that they are a superior team, and don't let that score last week fool you with the Raiders. If you look, they scored one offensive touch. Listen, they didn't complete a pass for two hours of real lifetime in that game last week. And that's not hyperbole. So it's not good. I mean, if I had to play it, it would it'd still be the Colts, but... It's just a pass for me at that number. I think an under to the 42 and a half is at least a fairly decent look there in that one. Atlanta Falcons and the Chicago Bears. This is two and a half in favor of the Bears at home over the Falcons. 37 and a half, 38 is your total. Here kind of lies one of your teaser legs of the week. It is a very, very light teaser le- teaser week. But getting the Falcons up to eight and a half. Seems like a pretty good bet here in this one. I know that the Bears defense has been playing better, but it's it's just a deal where the Bears can't win at margin. There's just not enough on that offensive side to win at margin. And the Falcons defense, for what it's worth, is pretty good against the run. And so whenever you get this Bears team, and I think if you need to force them to pass, I think that that's probably going to be um, one of the one of the ways that this game can kind of like stay fairly close in Atlanta up to eight and a half is pretty good. I mean, listen, if you look at EPA, actually their, their rush defense, actually the f- number one overall rush defense EPA allowed success rate ninth. If you look at DVOA it has them fifth. So now it's like force Justin Fields to pass all over you. I mean that to me 
doesn't seem like a winning formula um, if he has to throw a ton, right? Then further, if you want to go into why this could be bad as well, Darnell Mooney is out for them. So one of the wide receivers is already out for them. And then you get Cole Komet, who's who's questionable. He DMP'd Wednesday and Thursday and then limited on Friday. So I think he is actually truly questionable. So a a game in which he's going to be forced, that Justin Fields is going to be forced to pass because he can't run the ball, I think is pretty good to keep this thing within the eight and a half that you could get on a teaser leg there on the Falcons. Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, I've got a seven Panthers ticket in my account. That number's long gone. No Trevor Lawrence. It's going to be C.J. Beathard. With it being C.J. Beathard, this thing has shrunk all the way down to four now in favor of the Jags. 36 and a half is the total. Uh, you know, the number's gone is basically what it comes down to. Uh, this one of those like writing on the wall type games you had to kind of see. This was like, you know, Trevor Lawrence battled an ankle injury, concussion, now a right shoulder, all this in a game that they have to win. They can't just trot him out at 60%. Like it, so with all of that, um, game just got away. Number got away. Nothing we can really do in that one. That said, I did play a prop in which I took, uh, I took DJ Chark over on his uh, rush receiving yards. You can just do the receiving yards. I did rush receiving because for me at the book that, you know, we don't get a lot of prop options here in Vegas. So the book that had this up, it was actually cheaper juice for me to play the over 23 and a half rush receiving than it was for me to just play the 23 and a half receiving. So that's why I played that route. Just go with the, 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 the smaller juice for you. But uh, look, I think Bryce Young is, has shown a little something here lately. And not only that, this Jags defense is 27th in EPA per play allowed since week 10. They're 29th in success rate allowed since week 10. They are 25th in drop back EPA allowed since week 10. Like the defense has fallen off a cliff for the Jags from a pass defense standpoint for sure. Now they defend the run fairly well, which means, hey, the Panthers are going to have to throw a lot. And if they have to throw a lot, then Chark at 23 and a half yards, I don't think is that terrible of a bet. He's coming off of an eight target game. Ran around on 81% of Young's dropbacks the last three games. And so, Jack's defense giving up nearly 260 pass yards a game. I think that's a pretty good look at DJ Chark over the 23 and a half receiving yards or rush receiving yards, however you want to go about it. New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Bucks. I am against, I guess, the popular opinion here, uh, which is the Saints. But I took the Bucks at two. So it's different taking the Saints at three and taking the Bucks at two. So I mean it's a different, it's a completely different conversation, obviously. Like a full field goal maybe a little bit too much. But you know, at two, two and a half under the field goal, I still like the Bucks in this one. I actually kind of feel like the Bucs could win this thing at margin. If you look, the Saints offense has just been terrible all season long. Olave comes out today and mentions he's still battling through that kind of ankle injury that he's got going on. Carr has been terrible all year Baker Mayfield in the year 2023 is a top 10 quarterback top 12 quarterback in all the NFL and this offense is just good period anyway you look at it and the thing that I was worried about with this defense was breaking down because of the age of most of these guys out there but they're actually healthier now than they were middle of the season I think this Bucks team peaking at the right time and the Saints team on the road I think could end up getting beat down pretty good Arizona Cardinals and the Philadelphia Eagles. This is 11 and a half to 12 in favor of the Eagles. 48, 48 and a half is your total. 
what do you really want to do with this one? Kyler Murray is listed now as questionable with an illness. So it's like, do you really want to take the points with the Cardinals if for whatever reason we wake up and, and Kyler Murray can't go because of whatever sickness he's got? And honestly, I don't want to talk conspiracy theory stuff or you know this huge narrative deal, but listen, the Cardinals literally have no incentive to win. They actually have the opposite. They have all the incentive in the world to lose because you are getting, you're sitting with the number two overall pick right now. And this is a franchise-altering last couple of games for the Cardinals. Because at least with the number two pick, you have the choice to take Drake May and move on from Kyler Murray, trade him away for more draft capital, maybe even some players who could step in and play for you. This is an Arizona Cardinals team that needs a lot. And so you just can't win another game. You need to have the number two pick. You get the number three pick, and sure, Marvin Harrison will be great, and that's great and all, but that's not going to change and re reshape your franchise. Being able to get a huge haul for the number two pick so someone can get Drake May, being able to, or being able to draft Drake May and move on from Kyler Murray, whatever the franchise chooses to do, is just incredibly massive for them. And so, again, there's that that comes into play in all this as well, man. It's just a, it's a really, really sticky situation. 49ers and Commanders. This is 13 and a half to 14 in favor of the Niners. 49 and a half to 50 is your total. Man, I would take the 14 with the Commanders if I knew for sure Jacoby Brissett was going to go. But now he wakes up this morning with a hamstring injury or hamstring tightness, I should say. Gets listed as questionable. And you just can't, you know, look, if it's Sam Howell again, the Niners could go in there and just completely thump this team. I mean, like just, just go nuts. So I just can't get there not knowing whether we're going to be getting Brissett or Howell. I think if we get the news that Brissett's going to go and this number falls at all, then we're going to get a better number on the 49ers team total. And then that for me would be the, be the way to go. Like if we could get a over 30 and a half, that's not heavily juiced. I think that would be the play that I would be looking for in this one. So uh, that's what I'll be keeping my, my uh, eyes open for and see if we can kind of get that into the account. But other than that, nothing, nothing as he said right now, Rams and the giants five and a half to six in favor of the Rams on the road at the giants. 43 and a half is our total Tyrod Taylor going to start for the giants. The only question here, and I did put a Rams ticket in earlier today before the news came out that Puka Nakua got listed as questionable, which is not fun. Um, so Puka Nakua listed as questionable. We know this Rams offense has been great, and they've been moving the ball. And, and if you can look at every single stat, Stafford's been amazing. You can see what we've got going on with uh, – just the EPA stuff that we have with them as well. Defense has actually been surprisingly good. The problem, though, just if Puka can't go, then the handicap's kind of blown out of the water. So I can't fully recommend that for you guys. So that said, if Puka goes, I still like the Rams to cover here. Yes, Tyrod Taylor's an upgrade over DeVito, but you're just putting a better person. You're putting like a race car driver in the seat of a Pinto, you know, it's like it, even though the guy's better at driving than me or you or whoever, he's still in a Pinto, the same deal with Tyrod Taylor here. So can't really go anywhere with that one. 
New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. This is out to 14 in favor of the Bills, a total of 40 and a half. And I think there's a couple of different ways that you could go about this. I mean, listen, if you're if you're leaning towards the Patriots in this game, then you might want to do like a little bit of a sprinkle of the Patriots in the under as well, because I don't think you think that the Patriots are going to win a game in which they're trying to go score for score with the Bills. Like the the handicap to me in this one would be a, a low scoring, ugly game. They frustrate Josh Allen, maybe get a turnover or two, and you kind of keep this thing gritty, ugly, and we're looking more at like, you know, 20 to 10. 20 to 14, something like that. The Bills might still win, but maybe not cover the deal, and it just keeps a low-scoring, kind of ugly type game. If you're on the Bills side, I think you look Bills and over because the Bills might get close to, if you're if you're riding with the Bills in this, you think this Bills team is peaking at the right time and all those different things, then the Bills might get really close to the 40 on their own, right? Play into the 30s, and then you're not asking, like, not very much, specifically garbage time stuff from the Patriots. So, Correlated play and all of that. That being said, maybe a contest play for me, but nothing that I want to put in the account just at these current numbers. Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. And what we have here is Will Levis is back and going to be back under center for the Titans. I don't know if that changes your opinion on this team at all but you know we do at least have have that going on um what we have over on the on the texan side of things is a little bit more murky right um we do have stroud clearing concussion protocol so he's going to go but you do have a lot of other guys that are out or questionable jonathan grenard is out defensive end will anderson questionable after two dnps and a limited Malik Collins at defensive tackle, three DNPs in a row. He's listed as questionable, but three DNPs in a row, not great. Steven Nelson, corner, three DNPs in a row, but he's listed as questionable. Sheldon Rankins, defensive tackle, two DNPs, and then a limited on Friday, listed as questionable. So there's just kind of a lot on that defensive side of the ball that is listed as questionable right now that just makes me a bit nervous here in this one. I think... If I had to put something in my account, it actually would be that, you know, that rogue four and a half, four, four and a half that are out there on the Titans. Will Levi- The thing about Levis is he at least brings variance to the game. Like, yeah, it could be the bad variance. It could be him getting picked three times and all things going terrible. Or it could be him chucking the ball over the place, getting downfield and, and causing some splash plays and things like that. So actually look like the Titans a little bit more with Levis at quarterback than I would if it was. Tannehill even that said key for the injury report if all those guys end up playing the Texans run defense is really good so maybe we should look at some of the unders um, specifically for Derrick Henry who's been losing touches all season long but again tons of injuries on the defensive side so maybe that doesn't come into play Miami Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens this is sitting three three and a half in favor of the Ravens 46 and a half is your total I have a three ticket in my account on the Ravens there are still expensive threes out there if you want to go that route no Jalen Waddle for the Miami Dolphins and it is still a you know yes the offense is is good and and, uh, great maybe even but the offense is great predicated on all of the guys being out there 
right? So now you have Jalen Waddle out. One of your guards is going to be out as well. List is doubtful. Doubtful's out. You have another two offensive linemen listed as questionable after limited practices all week long. So even if they play, they're playing banged up, right? Like they're playing not at full strength. Your run game, which has been so incredibly powerful. Raheem Mostert, two DNPs on Wednesday and Thursday and a limited on Friday. Questionable. Both your corners, Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey, questionable. Jalen Ramsey added to the injury report on Friday. There just seems to be a ton going against this Dolphins team for this particular game. And so with that, I decided to make a play here on the Ravens, strictly based off the fact that I do believe that we're looking at a really compromised Dolphins team as they head into this game. And yes, I have a lean towards the under. There is a 47 still out on the board. It's not in the account yet, but certainly something I might add if, you know, if we get creative with anything along the way. But a lean to the under in this one where if you're going to get at the Ravens, it, 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 you know, would tend to be there's been some success against this team with, with other teams on the ground. So there's at least that out there at the Dolphins' disposal, but they might not be able to do anything because all the offensive line's banged up, and then, again, the running backs are banged up. So that's another thing that we have to kind of deal with here in all of this. But if you do look at Baltimore, their rush defense, it's not terrible. It's not bad. It's just the easiest path of least resistance, right? Like rush defense, EPA is 18th. Rush defense success rate, 17th. So it's just more that type of deal, right? It's just the path of least resistance for Miami would be on the ground. So lean towards the under there in that one. Pittsburgh Steelers and the Seattle Seahawks. This is three and a half in favor of the Seahawks. We know Mason Rudolph is going to get the start for the Steelers again. 41's a total. I, I have no idea what to do with this game. Just none. Every week there's a game. You take take it, put on a rocket, fire it into the sun. Th- this is it for me. No, no, no idea what to do here on this one. I mean, is there anything to what Mason Rudolph did last week? He threw for 290 yards, but 195 of them were to one guy on four catches who had 86 and 66 yard touchdown receptions. I mean, like that's just not sustainable. That's not, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Mason Rudolph is any good or not. I, I don't know if he's an upgrade on what they have at quarterback. So just, I'm just, listen, I kind of basically have a bet on this game as it is anyway on the Seahawks. Cause I have an alt over on the Seahawks win total in the season at nine. They obviously have eight wins right now. I need one more to push. I need the last two to get over. So I kind of just have a rolling parlay, money line parlay on the Seahawks as it is anyway. Seattle, uh, yeah, Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. This is down off the key number of seven, down to six and a half in favor of the Chiefs at home over the Bengals. 43 and a half to 44 is your total. Now, if you're wondering, it was a pretty, it was a bad looking injury report for Kansas City that at least when the officials came out, it looks a little bit better, but it's not great. Um, Donovan Smith, offensive tackle, out. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver, out. Clyde Edwards Alaire listed as questionable, as is Isaiah Pacheco. So two different running backs listed as questionable. Legarius Sneed listed as questionable. But he DNP'd three days in a row. He is their best cornerback. 
Now, on the other side of the ball, Jamar Chase listed as questionable, though he did practice at least both on Thursday and Friday. I can't get there with the Chiefs. I, I You guys know if you've been listening to this all year long, you've been listening to any of the stuff I do, any of the content. I, I'm just not on this Chiefs team at all. And so, for me, uh, not something that I am really looking to really looking to get involved with on a, on a side or total. I will say this. So we talked about Snead being down. We talked about some of the other guys on this defense and this defense obviously has fallen off from where it was at the beginning of the year on the chief side of things. This is the cheapest you're ever going to get Jamar chase 58 and a half receiving yards. It's, it's the biggest discount you're ever going to get. And they're without their best corner. Most likely. Again, he's listed as questionable, but three DMPs in a row. Um, so just something to think about. Probably something I'm going to end up putting in the account. Maybe not a full maybe not a full unit, but at least uh at least something. And maybe even a maybe even an alt over as well. Take it up to like 70 yards or something like that and see what I can see what I can get on it. But again, it's just the cheapest we're ever gonna get. Jamar Chase, and this is just basically him because he's coming off of injury. Los Angeles Chargers and the Denver Broncos. This is listed at three and a half in favor of the Broncos. They have gone to Jared Stidham. We know it's Easton Stick for the Chargers. Keenan Allen remains out for the Chargers. This totals all the way down at 37. I think that there is a chance this still stays under the 37 in this thing. Um, it's just a... It's just a mess there with the Broncos. Um, you know, you bench Russ. Now Russ comes out and telling them that they had to talk with him about getting benched because he didn't want to redo his contract. All kinds of stuff going on out there. Just not great for this Broncos team. And then you're going to be without the the services of Cortland Sutton as well because he's concussed and did not make it out of concussion protocol. So... I don't know. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're loving here. And then weirdly, on Friday, Jerry Judy DNPs on Friday due to illness. Listed as questionable. Marvin Mims DNPs on Friday, questionable. So you're already without Sutton for sure. You might be without Judy and Mims as well. I just just no way on the other side of three and a half. I mean, I can't believe I'd say I'd I'd play the Chargers if I had to play that game, but I would play the Chargers if I had to play that game. And the last game of the week, Sunday Night Football, Green Bay Packers and the Vikings. Hey, we talked about a teaser leg earlier, taking those Falcons up to eight and a half against the Bears. Well, pairing them up here with the Packers, up to seven and a half or eight, depending on where you look. Packers against the Vikings, who have now turned back to Jaron Hall at quarterback. Nick Mullins' experiment didn't work. Kevin O'Connell doesn't want to go back to Josh Dobbs, and so here we are. We're getting the Jaron Hall experiment. Fifth round rookie. I get it. The Packers are without Christian Watson. They, and they've been bad whenever Watson hadn't been out on the field. But the Falcon, I mean, the Vikings, just give me a scenario in which they win at margin. I just don't see it. And my range of outcomes has that happening so, so infrequently. With a fifth round rookie thrown in there to, to play against this. I, I just don't. I think that this, 
just has teaser leg written all over it. I mean, if you wanted to sprinkle a little bit on the money line again on the on Green Bay, I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it, but for me, it was the other leg of a teaser. The way that I'm gonna be going this week with with the Packers. I just don't see the the Vikings being able to get this thing up. I mean, listen, if you look, their rush offense has been non-existent. It's been terrible all year long. So it's kind of like what makes it it's not going to get any better with Jaron Hall. So Jaron Hall is going to have to pass. So they're going to move the ball. They're going to have to pass. And I get it. You have one of the best receivers in the NFL, if not the best receiver in the NFL. And, and you know, who knows? When it's all said and done, maybe he goes down as, as a Hall of Famer. But it, it's it's just a different animal in the NFL, getting in there and having to throw the ball all the time, and throw, and especially when they know you're going to be throwing. And, and he, he might not have Jordan Addison either, who, by the way, is listed as questionable in this game. Did not get in a full practice all week. So there's just a lot here to, to really process. And anyway, with the Packers just taking them up to taking them up to eight and just assuming we're not going to get kind of the 90th percentile outcome here from a fifth round rookie. And that's kind of all the handicap that I need in that one for the Minnesota Vikings guys, everything we do here on this podcast, absolutely free. So do appreciate you hitting that subscribe button. And if you want to head over to VEASAN.com, you can see everyone's opinions on all of these games, VEASAN.com slash picks. We're running all kinds of promos and things like that. So be sure and take advantage of all that over on the website and good luck on all your week 17 bets. Sports betting innovative analytics has taken the guesswork and emotion out of sports betting to bring you an innovative and trustworthy resource to enhance your journey to becoming a winning player. With industry-leading money-back guarantee options backed by their sophisticated modeling, they want to introduce you to a system that's not widely seen or available to help you beat the bookmaker. Specializing in NBA, college basketball, and WNBA, your first week is always free. Get started at SBIA1.com today. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.